Well, it's time for another edition of our Big 12 Football Power Rankings for Week 10 of the season. My goodness, we're flying by. I'm Pete Mundo. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is, of course, how you join us each and every day on the website. Having you covered everything top to bottom in the Big 12 Conference. Thanks for being here. Podcast, radio, of course, on the video side as well. Great to have you on board, however you are catching the show And it's time, as we do each and every Monday, for our countdown of the Big 12 football power rankings this week. And let's start at number 10. We go from 10 to 1 in these power rankings. At number 10, the Iowa State Cyclones. I cannot justify, obviously, moving Iowa State out of the number 10 spot. Although West Virginia makes a compelling case. I'll get to them coming up. But at number 10, Iowa State, they lost their fifth straight game. They're 0-5 in the Big 12. Only team without a win in league play. Lost to OU 27-13. The defense is really good. The offense is abysmal. Nothing else to say. Like, I don't think OU's that good. I still don't. But they made the OU defense look good, and I don't think the OU defense is still all that good. Iowa State rushed for 66 yards. I, like, I, jeez. It's not a good situation at all by any stretch of the imagination, for the Iowa State Cyclones. So I've got to keep them at number 10. I think they're an obvious number 10, and uh, we'll leave them there until they, oh, I don't know, win a game, which might be this weekend because Iowa State gets to play West Virginia this weekend. How about that? Their most winnable game of the season left. So uh, West Virginia's number nine in our Big 12 football power rankings to their credit. The Mountaineers put up a fight at home against TCU, but in the end, they could not get it done. Couldn't even cover the spread on a just a terrible bad beat. Oh, gosh. Uh, you got TCU up by three with 20 seconds left. Spread seven. TCU throws it up towards the end zone on a fourth and one from the 29-yard line, and they score a touchdown. I mean, oh, gosh, that's a bad beat. It feels like the end is near for Neil Brown. Uh, Mountaineers are unlikely to reach a bowl game. Team can't break a four-year streak of mediocrity on Brown's watch. It it feels like um, it's basically over for Neil Brown at West Virginia. At number eight, Kansas. They stay there at number eight after a bye week. I think they desperately needed that bye week. After a very emotional first half of the season, they started off 5-0. They had college game day in town. They've then lost three straight. So, uh, you know, things are um, things are up in the air right now for the Kansas Jayhawks. We know that much, and we'll see how this thing plays out moving forward coming out of a bye week for KU. So it'll be fun and interesting to watch. Meantime, so eight through nine are the same as last week in the power rankings. First time we've actually had some type of uh, consistency in these Big 12 football power rankings. At number seven, Texas Tech moving down from number four. So Tech came crashing back down to earth after a bad performance against Baylor. Baron Morton struggled at quarterback for the first time in his early career. Uh, Then Tech gave quarterback reps to Donovan Smith and even Tyler Shuck. Is this going to be quarterback by committee moving forward in Lubbock? I don't know. I wouldn't make that mistake. I'd let Baron Morton work through the rest of the season. He's the future at that position. The season's about building, but now Tech goes to undefeated TCU on Saturday as big underdogs, and uh, that's certainly not going to be easy. So Tech is sliding down the list, going from four to seven after a 28-point loss to Baylor on Saturday night at home in front of the home crowd. At number six, 
In the Big 12 football power rankings this week, the Oklahoma Sooners, they are up one spot from number seven. OU's now won two Big 12 games in a row. But I am still not convinced this team is very good. Their wins are against an improving Kansas team and then Iowa State, who hasn't won a game all season in Big 12 play, and has no offense. We saw some solid improvement from OU, especially on defense, but I cannot overreact or I won't overreact to any of that just yet. I'm not going to do it. I want to see more. I want to see OU down the home stretch of the season, and that's when we're really going to learn what this team is all about. In fact, this weekend, very telling game taking on Baylor because you've got a Baylor team that has won two in a row, that is finally finding its stride, that is realizing what it's like to be the hunted instead of the hunter, and, uh, you know, should believe that they are still capable of competing in a Big 12 championship game. It's not likely because of how their conference play started, but they can still be in the mix at 3-2 and two in, in Big 12 play. And if Baylor does to Oklahoma what it just did to Texas Tech, where they had like six sacks and eight tackles for loss, OU's offensive line has struggled. That could be an ugly situation for the Sooners on Saturday. So in the latest power rankings, I've got OU at number six. At number five, Texas, they remain as the number five team in the power rankings this week. Why? Well, they were on a bye, and uh, as bad as Oklahoma State's loss was, I cannot put Texas ahead of Oklahoma State considering OSU beat the Longhorns two weeks ago. I can't do that, so I am leaving uh, Texas at number five. At number four in the Big 12 football power rankings, I've got the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Now, I'll say this about the Pokes. If I could drop them further, I would. I'd try to find a reason to drop them further down this list. I just can't. I can't put them behind Texas. They beat Texas two weeks ago. I know that Saturday was one of the worst losses for a top 10 team in college football history. But with as crazy as the Big 12 has been, I got to find somebody to put in front of them. And right now, I just can't do it. Now, as I've told you many times, I put a little extra emphasis when it comes to these power rankings on your most recent performance. I think that's important to do, which is why I'll explain number three here coming up. But I've got Oklahoma State in that four spot. And as bad as 48 nothing was, let's see if they – I don't think the OSU is a paper tiger by any stretch – but let's just kind of see how Saturday plays out against an improving, a healthier, and a rested Kansas football team. At number three, the Baylor Bears. Moving up to number three, the Bears have quietly put together a couple of nice games. Kansas held a 28-3 lead there. Now KU came back late, but still 28-3 lead there against uh, Kansas a couple of weeks ago. Then you go to Saturday night in Lubbock. They rolled Tech 45-17. They played their best game of the season, especially on the defensive line. For some of the reasons I noted earlier, eight tackles for loss, six sacks. That's what I expected this D-line to do for the Baylor Bears. But they really haven't done it this season. They had struggled before Saturday in getting to the quarterback this season. So I've got Baylor at three. I know Oklahoma State's beaten Baylor this year. But as I noted, I put a little extra emphasis on the most recent performance. That's how I do these power rankings. So Baylor is at number three. At number two. In our Big 12 football power rankings. Drum roll, please. I think, you know, 
K-State is at number two this week. Wildcats had the most dominant performance of the Big 12 season with a 48-0 win over Oklahoma State. Uh, the Cats never allowed the Pokes to get inside their own 38-yard line. I mean, think about that. That's unfathomable. I actually said the word right. Miracle in one shot. That is, I'm not going to try. I'll do it one more time. That is unfathomable. Damn, I got that word down. They held LSU to 217 total yards, down from more than 460 per game the Pokes were averaging coming into the matchup. This is Chris Kleiman's year to break through in the Big 12 with one month to go, and it is looking more likely by the week. It's incredible to watch this play out. Now, I thought K-State would be improved. I thought they could be a dark horse, but did I think they'd be in the driver's seat to get to a Big 12 championship game? With a month left, I would not have predicted that before the season. And here they are. And you know what? I mean, geez, you keep thinking back to that TCU game and ask yourself, what if? But now you got Texas on Saturday and what will be essentially an elimination game for the Big 12 championship game. Maybe less so for Kansas State because if they lose, they'll have two Big 12 losses. But certainly for Texas, they'll be on a third Big 12 loss and they will not be making the Big 12 championship game if they lose on Saturday. Uh, But it's effectively an elimination game because Texas would hold the tiebreaker over K-State head-to-head if they end up with the same number of losses. So it's uh, it's absolutely worth exploring and worth following where uh, this is one of the games of the weekend in the Big 12, if not the game of the weekend, and uh, one of the best games in college football as well because Texas could easily be in the top 25, they just missed being ranked this week by the AP poll. So, boy, oh boy, a lot of action right now in the Big 12. And number one in our power rankings, the undefeated TCU Horn Frogs, beating West Virginia 41-31. to uh, TCU is now 8-0. and They are number seven in the AP poll. Now, uh, this TCU offense is right up there with the best in the league, and the defense is finding its footing. And that's great. But at some point, TCU is going to get snake bitten by these slow starts. You just can't keep starting off like this week in, week out in this league. You cannot do it. I'm sorry. You can't keep falling down. I know it was only a touchdown on Saturday against West Virginia, but it was twice. They were down 7-zip, 14-7. It wasn't the 18 points they trailed K-State by or the 17 points they trailed Oklahoma State by. But you got to get off the faster start. Sonny Dykes got to understand that TCU, there's no margin for error for a team that understandably, when you're undefeated at 8-0, should be thinking college football playoffs. So TCU is number one. They deserve it. There's no justification for anybody else right now. But you worry about those slow starts. So our Big 12 football power rankings from 10 to 1. Number 10, Iowa State. Number 9, West Virginia. Number 8, Kansas, number seven, Texas Tech, number six, Oklahoma, number five, Texas, number four, Oklahoma State, number three, Baylor, number two, Kansas State, and number one, TCU. There you have it. I'm Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com, covering the Big 12 Conference top to bottom. Appreciate you always being here for another edition of the show as we talk everything Big 12 football as we head into the final month of the regular season so a few things uh, around uh, really college football not just the big 12 but it was announced uh, today 
that Brian Harson has been fired by Auburn. Now, not a shock at all, and I've seen some people tweet out, oh, my goodness, Brian Harson fired a day before his 46th birthday. I think Brian Harson's owed $15 million, half of that in 30 days. I think he's going to be all right. I, I think that Brian Harson's going to be just fine collecting a check at the end of the month for $7.5 bucks. Uh, it's, oh, poor Brian. I saw that some of that on Twitter. Poor Brian Harson fired before his 46th birthday. One day shy of it. Uh, you want to fire me and pay me millions of dollars in the next 30 days? Like, I, it, that'll be my birthday for the next 30 days every day. I'll be wishing myself a happy birthday and then some when all is said and done. I mean, my goodness, please spare me that uh, that that sympathy for Brian Harson. Ish. Now, with that being said, uh, who are the names coming up to replace Brian Harson? Are there any Big 12 names on the list? Well, not really. Not really at all. Uh, you look at this, and here are some of the lists that I'm seeing to replace Brian Harson. The big names, uh, the most notable names are Lane Kiffin, which I can't see Lane. I mean, maybe he says more NL money, a little more money for him. I think he's making seven or eight mil at Ole Miss. Why you'd want to go to Auburn and just have that fan base compare you to Nick Saban all the time? I I don't know what the appeal is in that. I think Lane Kiffin's a great fit at a place like Ole Miss, but whatever. Um, also, uh, he seems to be the number one target. Then you get to some of the other names. And Mike Leach's name comes up. Why? Because Mississippi State's AD, John Cohen is expected to be named Auburn's new AD. So they're trying to make that connection there. Would he bring his head coach from Mississippi State to Auburn? I don't know. I mean, listen, I like Mike Leach a lot. He's turned around just about everywhere he's been. But is he a fit at Auburn? I don't know. Would Auburn fans dig that? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Hugh Freeze's name comes up at Liberty. But Hugh Freeze, that name was tied to... Uh, West Virginia, at least West Virginia message boards, and then he signed a huge deal at Liberty last week. So, like, I don't see that being a natural fit. I, and I'm not saying that, you know, you wouldn't leave Liberty for Auburn if it was the right fit, but there were reports last week about this, and, and the reports basically tied him in and said, hey, when it comes to why a guy like Hugh Freeze is signing a deal like this at Liberty, first off, it's five mil a year. Um, he likes the lifestyle at Liberty. He likes kind of the Christian angle as well that Liberty has. And he also doesn't have to deal with the NIL garbage. So maybe a guy like Hugh Freeze says to himself, at five mil a year, is it worth it to go to Auburn for seven or eight and have all the other headaches that go along with it right now at this point in his life? Some people may say, I'm not, I'm not really ready for that and don't want to really do that. I mean, Auburn's a thankless job. You're never good enough. You're always compared to Nick Saban. Like, it's great money. Don't get me wrong. You get fired in a couple seasons like Brian Harson. You walk away with an eight-figure check. But uh, at what cost? I think Hugh Freeze has been through enough where it's not a lock. I'm not saying he wouldn't take it, but it's not a lock by any stretch of the imagination. Now, the Big 12 names that are getting tied to Auburn. Matt Rule, former Panthers coach. Of course, Baylor as well. Uh, two-plus years with the Panthers, didn't work out, got fired a couple of weeks ago. 
but obviously had success at Temple and had, has had success at Baylor, and he's a proven program builder. That would definitely be a splash for Auburn. But Matt Rule's collecting $800,000 monthly checks for the next 40-something months that he doesn't work. So I think Matt Rule will get back in the coaching. The question is, how quickly? Other names being talked about with Big 12 ties on uh, various uh, regional newspapers and local newspapers down in the SEC. This is the uh, Montgomery Advertiser. They've also got Jeff Grimes at the top of the list. Baylor's offensive coordinator. Why? He has a national championship ring as a token of his four years coaching Gene Chizik's Auburn offensive line. Now, obviously, uh, he's done a great job as Baylor's offensive coordinator. Uh, Not just at Baylor, but of course at BYU before that. Led Baylor to 5.37 yards per rushing attempt last year. That was number 10 nationally. So he's got a tie to Auburn, and he may be uh, someone who's attracted to that job naturally to be a big step for him up, uh, both financially and then as a position as well as a head coach. So that at least makes a little bit more sense to me. Also on this list, I'm looking at here, Matt Campbell, because why not? Matt Campbell. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, Matt Campbell's going to go 0-9 this year in the Big 12, and he's going to end up on coaching lists. Like, and trust me, I'm a huge Matt Campbell guy. If you listen to this show for any period of time, you know I'm a Matt P- Campbell guy. Some people call me a Matt, tw- uh, Matt Campbell, a Matt 12, a Matt Campbell homer. I know people always call me a Big 12 homer. I'm happy to be a Big 12 homer. As for a Matt 12 homer, I can't speak to that. But a Matt Campbell homer, I love Matt Campbell. He's a great coach. I mean, he's having a rough season. But it's not like I question the future of Iowa State football with Matt Campbell. Are you kidding me? Few guys I'd rather have uh, running and building my program than Matt Campbell. But, like, Matt Campbell and the Auburn job makes no sense for a plethora of reasons. But it's like if you put together a head coaching targets list, Matt Campbell is, like, required to be on it. It's kind of ridiculous, but it is what it is. So those are the guys with Big 12 ties that I'm seeing on various lists. Uh, and I've looked at a handful. I, I saw, like, Mike Gundy on one. I'm like, what? Well, Gundy's flirted with SEC schools in the past. The Big 12's future is uncertain. Was this written, like, in August of 2021? I, I, I just don't I just don't get that. I just don't get it at all. But here we go. Here we go. Always goes like this. Get some ridiculous names on there that make absolutely no sense. But I'll just bring you to the news, man, and talking about it. That's it. That's the extent of it. Ugh. Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Great to be with you. Hey, on the podcast, uh, take 30 seconds out. Do me a solid. Rate, review, subscribe. Take you no time. That's why I've got a free Heartland College Sports koozie for you when you leave a rating and a review. And click that five-star button as well on iTunes and then send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. So appreciate you guys. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon.